0: Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute.
1: 101.5. The Met Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, New Jersey, chime time, 609. Good morning, I'm Eric. Scott Bill is off. He'll be back tomorrow. 1 800 283 1015 is our telephone number. We're going to be talking about those sports teams players that you love to hate first we're gonna love the forecast dan i, I, <laughs> I
2: thought you were gonna say something different than meteorologist. <laughs> you love to hate but anyway.
1: no wouldn't do that <laughs> thank you um no we're gonna see sunshine today right little hints of it it's okay. not
2: gonna turn bright and sunny that's not until probably the weekend but anything is better than yesterday's dreary damp dismal weather and we've got a continuation of that this morning too so this afternoon i like the improvements and i like the brighter sky
1: yeah we had in hawthorne uh, part of that apartment building collapsed and they think it was because of water damage and all of the groundwater i mean I, I, we have a lot of moisture
2: in yeah. the ground it has been a very wet month. One of the yeah. wettest Januaries on record. It's not unusual to see rain in the winter, but this has just been so unusual with storm after storm after storm. It's been a very active month.
1: If it had been snow would have been buried, right?
2: <laughs> I don't like to think about those. Right? Things. I mean, but yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean that's crazy. Yep. Uh, and our, uh, what are you seeing long term? I mean, it looks like we have got a good week coming up, but yep, you know we're not done with winter. No, no. I all the seasonal forecasts at the beginning of winter said this was a backloaded
2: snow season. Yeah, meaning February and March were the months to really watch. Now I don't see any widespread snow potential in the next seven to ten days, at least. Things are settling down. But once we reload the cold air and once the storm pattern, you know, the storm track starts setting up again, I don't know, starting around mid-February, things could get very interesting around here once again.
1: All right. Well, I'm sure you'll guide us through it all. That's our chief meteorologist, Dan Zero. So the Super Bowl is set. Mahomes and the Chiefs will face Purdy and the 49ers. Producer Kristen, did you watch any of the football yesterday?
3: I did. Yeah. I did. I was so I was rooting for the Ravens, believe it or not. Yeah, me too. And I was also rooting for Detroit. So hey. <laughs> it uh,
1: worked in my favor. Right. So it, it's now another Super Bowl that I probably will not watch now, in part because I absolutely hate the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I hate Mahomes. <sighs> Can we talk about the Taylor Swift thing for just a little bit? I mean, I have to tell you I had I had zero opinion on Taylor Swift. Right. None. Didn't I had I had no opinion about Taylor Swift at all. Until it became the sideshow of every Chiefs game.
3: Well, that's that's exactly what it is. The Chiefs can't do anything without them showing Taylor Swift. And now the big thing is, is she going to appear on stage during the halftime show? Oh, boy. I doubt it. I doubt it. But that's that's the rumor
1: all right so um you know i got to thinking about this and and i you know everybody knows i'm a bills fan Mm -hmm. you're jets fan right yeah you know i it's it becomes the teams that you love to hate and when i was growing up um our rival was the miami dolphins and in the 70s the dolphins owned the bills the bills did not beat the dolphins once in a decade home or away not once in a decade so, you know, the whole Marino Kelly thing, I hated Dan Marino. I hated the Miami Dolphins. I was at the stadium in 1980. I was 10 years old when they finally beat the Dolphins and they tore down the goalposts. Yeah. You know, and there was a big celebration. And now it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And it got me thinking this morning is that we all have those teams that we hate, right? <laughs> I mean, we just, as, as rivals, what's yours?
3: Oh, can you guess? got to be the patriots. It's got to be the Patriots yeah. and Tom Brady and that that's how I grew up. Right. It was always Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And as a Jets fan, you hate him because you wanted him. You wanted him to be your quarterback. Yeah. We weren't that good of a team. I actually was at the butt fumble game.
1: Oh no kidding. I
3: was with uh Mark Sanchez as the yep, quarterback. Yep, oh yep, yeah, yep. that was embarrassing. Um but yeah, Tom, Tom Brady and the Patriots, they that I just I still still to this day. He's not even playing. I still hate him. Yeah,
1: I still hate him. And I, I and I I hate the commercials with Mahomes. I hate the commercials with Kelsey. I hate anything to do with that stuff. So what is the team or what is the player that you love to hate? Are you going to be watching this Super Bowl? And do you hate Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs the way I do? Have you just had enough? And are, are you done with the whole Taylor Swift thing, right? I mean, I just, I can't take another camera cut to taylor swift at a football game 1-800-283-1015 what is the sports team or the player that you love to hate as we get ready for the super bowl in vegas 1-800-283-1015 we'll get an update of weather and traffic and then your calls next on new jersey 101.5 621, it is on New Jersey, one I'm Eric Scott, in for Bill Spadia today. Bill will be back tomorrow. I want to bring Bob Williams back in here because, Bob, uh, we're getting a lot of calls, too, on this uh, major accident. Exit 11 on the Turnpike, is that where
4: it is? Yep. L- let me uh, lay it out again for you guys. Uh, turnpike northbound, the truck lanes, the outer roadway closed just north of Exit 11 where it meets the parkway. It's an overturned tractor trailer. The car lanes are open, so if you're coming north, you're going to be backed up in both those roadways. But the ca- truck lanes, they've got to exit at Interchange 11 because the the rig is flipped north of exit 11.
1: So if you are sitting in this mess on the turnpike, uh, 1-800-283-1015, love to know what you are experiencing right now. Um, and Bob is going to keep you updated on that. Bob, any idea when things are going to get any better here?
4: It just happened. It happened like around quarter to five this morning. So you got to stand a reason it's going to take at least a couple, three hours at least to get one lane open. I'm sure they're scrambling just to at least get some of that traffic through. Because, like I said, it's, everybody's got to get off the highway at exit 11 and then find their way around the parkway. you got one at nine. You know, we all know that's the busy- mm, one of the yeah. busiest intersections for highways in the entire state. Where the parkway, they converge with the turnpike. And 1 in 9, 35, uh, 440 is all there. It's it's a perfect storm, unfortunately, for a Monday morning.
1: Yeah, that is going to have a ripple effect for a long yeah. time. So I imagine this is really going to snarl yeah. the Monday morning commute. If yeah. you're sitting and- in this, if you're sitting in this now, or you even have a trick that you can share with your fellow commuters on how you manage to get a- around this or away from it, uh one eight hundred two eight three one oh one five, and you know we are talking super Bowl a little bit this morning too, Bob, and you know i you're long suffering jets fan oh man
4: i I stopped betting with you about two years ago, <laughs> I used was... to call you up, you know, just be a friendly guy, and you know I knew I was gonna lose, but uh yeah i just got <laughs> i just got done with that uh yeah I, so you want to know who I hate, yeah, I who... hate uh. I hate everybody, and I hate the Jets management for uh, completely botching the last twenty-five years. I mean, and I've, I've, uh, you know, I've inflicted my Jets fandom onto my kids too. They're like, Dad, what, what the hell did you do to me? It's like now, now I'm getting abused.
1: I I feel the same way. Both of my boys, they are diehard Bills fans. When we lost to the Chiefs, Alex and I were just sitting there, and I was like, Well, welcome to life as a Bills fan. And yeah. congratulations. I've never hated the Jets, though. I mean, it, they've been an annoyance from time to time, but not like yeah. we can unite and hate the Patriots. Yeah.
4: So now you, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, you know, they, they just, uh, they're in your face. And, you know, my family is up from uh, New Hampshire, so I got to deal with them. I keep them at a distance. I don't get involved with, you know, all of that you know, back and forth with the, the Patriots. But, uh, yeah, they're on the top of my list. And, you know, can we go outside uh, football? Uh, the biggest team I hate. I hate the Atlanta Braves.
1: Oh, well, you have a lot of company there. And as a yeah. Mets fan. So, you right. know, that's also understandable. Absolutely yeah. understandable. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you want to talk Super Bowl and you want to talk about the team that you love to hate, 1-800-283-1015. But we are dealing with this huge mess. Exit 11 to the Turnpike. Ryan, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ryan.
5: Hey, good morning, Eric. Nice to talk to you again.
1: Yeah. So, what what happened? What are you what are you seeing? Well, now?
5: I, I had a, a five o'clock Uber pickup in Wall to go to the airport, and when the people got in the car, we heard the first report on 101.5 about the accident. And I sort of I thought we'd get past it. Well, we got up there to uh, you know exit getting on I ninety five or the turnpike from the Parkway, and the truck lanes were already closed. But I thought we had missed it. Well, going through, we didn't. Uh, it was just after the truck lane entrance, and it's an eighteen wheeler on its driver's side. But it's—I I don't know how it happened. It's completely laying across all lanes of traffic. Wow! And when I got there, we sort of breezed right past it. Like we got forced to go to the car lanes. We looked at it. It was—it was. I hope the gentleman's okay. But it was stunning just to see the truck completely on its side but completely across all lanes of traffic. So then I dropped the people off at the airport, and coming back, I, you know, I specifically wanted to to be a rubbernecker. I wanted to see it again. But now, you know, coming back an hour after it happened, the traffic is intense. Uh,
1: and it's only going to get worse. Uh, Ryan, thanks yeah. for, for sharing that on New Jersey 101.5. Corey's on the turnpike, too. Corey, what are you seeing? Hey, guys. Hey, Corey, what's it look like?
6: <clears throat> Oh, well, the, the truck I saw was just
5: off the exit, the exit 11. It was parallel to the wall. It wasn't that far out. And it seems like all of a sudden, all of the, the tractor trailers, and I'm going up and over into the uh, into the gas station area here, and it looks as if everything on the truck lanes is all opened up. They're all flying down the road now, and including the car lanes. So maybe they've got this open,
7: guys.
1: No, oh, I don't know. We'll check back in with Bob and see if uh, if we've got it. Um, Corey, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Exit 11 of the Turnpike shut down. Tractor trailer on its side across all of the lanes is what we're hearing. If you're sitting in this mess... Give us a call. Let us know what you're seeing. And if you have a a way to get around that or something that worked for you, help out your fellow commuters this morning. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. And as Bob had mentioned, you know, this is one of those areas in central Jersey where everything all kind of comes together. And if you've had to go through that area before... Just one little thing, and this is not a little thing, but one little thing can really throw a monkey wrench into everything there. So if you're sitting in this traffic early this morning by exit 11 of the Turnpike, love to hear from you and what you're seeing and what you can share with your fellow commuters. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number, and again, that is exit 11 of the Turnpike. Bob's going to have an update for you coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Um, as we break for news at the bottom of the hour. In terms of the weather today, that's not going to be a major factor. It's still a little wet. We are going to see a little sunshine poking through later, Dan says, and then maybe we're going to see some big improvements as we get closer to Wednesday and Thursday, and Dan will have all the latest on that. If you're at exit 11 of the Turnpike, if you're in this mess this morning where that tractor-trailer is on its side, 1-800-283-1015. 1-800-283-1015. We'll take your calls and what you're seeing coming up after an update of news, traffic, and weather on a half hour on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey Chime Time, 637 on a Monday morning. Are you stuck in this turnpike mess at exit 11? one 800 What are you seeing? Any advice to your fellow commuters this morning? We uh, are getting word now from Bob Williams that this has been pushed to the side but it still is a mess there. Irene at the Veronzano Bridge. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Irene.
8: Hi, how are you?
1: Good. So what are you seeing? Were you able to get through this?
9: Well, I got onto the turnpike at exit 8. Um, it is northbound Is a disaster. If, if you can get to any other route, if you're coming up from the turnpike going northbound, I would strongly suggest getting off at Exit any exit 8, 7A, 195, and then go out the subway that way. Uh-huh. Um, even northbound on both sides, it's a mess. It's
1: How much time do you think this added to your commute this morning?
9: I was in the car lane, luckily, so I was able to kind of get past it. However, it's a disaster. It's going to be a while before that is parking up, and with the rain
1: yeah all right irene thanks for uh the information thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 exit 11 of the turnpike that's where we've got flipped over tractor trailer going to be a mess all morning are you sitting in it were you able to get by some advice for your fellow commuters paul and whiting you're on new jersey 101.5 hi paul
7: hey how are you doing uh yeah i was coming i just landed Newark international airport coming south actually 95
10: when you guys
7: reported that uh, i was going right by exit 11 when you say if you're by exit 11 what do you see and uh I put my uh, odometer on, and it went four miles back up. Wow. Pretty good up to about 8A, and then about 9 starts to slow down, and then uh, 10, I don't think you'll make it to 10 to get on 440 there. you got to get off early like the previous caller said, maybe 8 or 8A and work your way around it, but it was a four-mile backup from exit 11 uh, uh, down to about uh, 9 and a half.
1: Where were you coming in from, Paul, at the airport?
11: Uh, I was coming in from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil.
1: Oh, very nice. For the, for the,
11: yeah, I'm a pilot for
1: the company. So. Oh. Yeah, lo- it's yeah, it's beautiful there.
7: Yeah, it's it lo- summertime, so it's really pretty.
1: Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, Paul, listen, I appreciate your call to New Jersey 101.5. If you are in this mess and you found a way around it or you have some advice for your fellow commuters, 1-800-283-1015, it's going to be bad for a while today. Uh, Nancy on the Turnpike, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Nancy.
8: Hey there, how are you?
1: Okay, how are you doing today?
8: good. Well, good. So I usually have the bridges for Blackwell's Mills and all that. So my navigation took me through um, to come onto the turnpike from 287. So I got on right before 11. I didn't see the tanker, but now everything is flowing. Once you pass like the signs for the for the uh, the rest area. Yep. The cars lane is like backed up. It's added like a good 30 minutes to my commute. The truck lanes are now flowing right after that sign.
1: And it's all still backed up in those car lanes, right?
8: Absolutely. From exit, like, 10 going back, the truck lane is really bad.
1: Yeah, so everybody, give yourself a lot of extra time. Nancy, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. If you are in this mess, uh, give us a call this morning, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, can we bring Bob back in here real quick? Bob, I, I mean yes. we're we're hearing now that things have gotten a little bit better. What are you what are you seeing from yeah, your vantage it, point?
4: Right right by the truck lanes, right by the interchange eleven, that's where no, the plug was pulled, so people are getting through there a lot easier. But now everybody's stuck in the car lanes. It's a balancing act. And I've got the uh, travel times for the turnpike from exit 8A to go uh, 31 miles is going to take you about 50 minutes. So another 20, 25 minutes on your commute getting on from interchange 8A up toward exit uh, 12. So, uh, that, like you said, it's going to take a while for this to thin out, and it's the worst spot in the state. A Monday morning, you're, you've got everything coming together, the parkway, the turnpike. Um, people are wise to just, uh, start, uh, getting strategic and, you know, continue north on the Parkway up towards seventy-eight, uh, one in nine, thirty-five. You've got some options there, but yeah, it's like we've said, it's good. it's going to take a while, Eric.
1: It is amazing to me, Bob, that when you you know you look at at that particular area, and you're right, it is the worst in in the state. Certainly, you know, anybody and everybody in Central Jersey is impacted by that because you're going to have the residuals, even if people are not going in that area. They got to go somewhere, and you know, how many times do we talk in the morning where you have? one accident or you have one issue and it backs things up for miles and miles mm-hmm. and miles and
4: there's no rhyme or reason to it yep it's got a ripple effect i mean i'm just looking at some of the maps now and i'm seeing a lot more traffic on one uh up toward the turnpike at woodbridge and then it become you know some couple of crashes now coming into us and then one and i taking a lot of the extra traffic up by uh, linden airport and it looks like a lot of people are doing what we're telling them to do and jump back on at uh interchange 13 by the Gothels so uh, yeah it's it 's got that ripple effect for sure now the parkway it 's happening as we 're talking uh, delays forming from one hundred and thirty five up toward uh, union
1: yeah well it 's got to be gratifying though, Bob, because how you hear all the callers saying, "Well, Bob warned me about it. I had just gotten in the car, and I had just heard about that and i I, I took bob 's advice, and i didn 't do that
4: well I, I I live for that, and I really appreciate their confidence and uh, you know and and you know side issue they, they, you know the callers here are so great when it comes to the traffic they 're so engaged in it. And uh, when we when we don't have exact details on something, they'll call up to Kristen and they'll they'll give me the information. And it's just so helpful to their their fellow listeners and their commuters. It, it's the, it's the best thing. You, you can't get this anywhere else, Eric.
1: Yeah, well, what's what's great about it is that, you know, any one of your apps will tell you that there's a backup. But we're going to actually tell you why and what the story yes. is behind all of that. It doesn't necessarily make it any better. But I mean, I, if you're sitting in traffic, doesn't it feel better to at least know the why?
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like you need you need to. I, I need to know. It's like, right. is it just a, a something on the shoulder or, you know, because some of these apps, they'll tell you to get off the highway just to save 30 seconds. Right. And then, you know, it, it does it. Re, do you really need to get off the highway? Well, guess what? Today you do need to get off the highway up by exit 11 or you did. And uh, we'll, we'll keep that balancing act going this morning for you.
1: How All right, you Bob. Today? All right, Bob Williams, thank you very much. New Jersey traffic north. I don't know what it is. There is something about that, that if you're sitting in traffic and you just want to know what it is, it's frustrating if you're sitting in stop and go traffic and you see everybody trying to crane their necks around, you know, looking ahead, trying to figure out what that is up there. We'll tell you what it is. And I don't know that it makes the traffic go any faster, but it certainly psychologically makes you feel a little better, at least knowing what's going on up ahead well if you're in this mess and you want to give us a call 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number we'll get an update of new jersey traffic north and south coming up here in a moment and also an update on the forecast dan has got a really nice forecast for you as we go through the week starting today we're going to see something we haven't seen in a while and that's peaks of sunshine 1-800-283-1015 is the telephone number i'm eric scott in for bill spadia traffic and weather next Six fifty is the time. I'm Eric Scott in Spadia on New Jersey 101.5, dealing with a massive commuter headache this morning. Exit 11 on the New Jersey Turnpike. We have an overturned tractor trailer. Now, we are hearing from Bob that things have gotten a little bit better this morning. Chris is also on the Parkway. Chris, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Thanks, Chuck. So hey, what do you,
11: what I just. Do you see? Uh, I just. I just came up from 8A. They let me on there in the truck lanes. It must have just reopened it, and there was, like, three of us from 8A all the way up to exit 9. They were letting trucks on there. Uh, we got just past exit 10, slowed down for a minute, and then it was I was able to cruise and just get off at the, at the parkway. The trucks were still stopped getting north of the parkway. Uh, I made it in 29 minutes from 8A
1: to, to exit 11. Oh, that's not too bad. That's that's almost normal, right? Normal. Yeah, it is normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you didn't see anything, did you? Did you see the the truck no. actually pushing off to the side? Yeah. Uh, no,
11: it was ahead of it, and I could see everybody getting on from the parkway was, was log jam trying to get on northbound, too.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to be a long morning for those folks that are stuck in that. Glad you got around it, uh, Chris, and, and thanks for... And- Yep, thanks for calling New call. Jersey, 101.5. 1-800-283-1015 is your telephone number. Um, what we're going to talk about in this next half hour is something that uh, it it's almost surreal. Have you ever saved a life? Have you ever saved a life? Have you ever been around a situation where somebody was choking, somebody had a heart attack, um, somebody was injured? And have you given assistance? I don't know if you heard the story or not, but the diner manager at the Nautilus Diner in Madison saved a customer from choking. Kristen, have you heard this story? Have, have, have you did, did you see this?
3: I did see it.
1: So Nautilus Diner, Madison, mm-hmm. manager was there, customer starts choking. The manager, what, gave the Heimlich maneuver? Yeah. You know, got the food out, got the guy breathing again right? How scary is that? I, I am, And I imagine it's one of those things where you don't even realize what you're seeing at first. Right.
3: Right. Exactly. That's what I was going to say.
1: Um, have, has this ever happened to you?
3: Um, yes, it has. Not to me. Um, this was many, 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 many years ago. I was out to dinner with my brother, one of his friends. And, uh, you know, I'm in conversation with my brother's friend. And all of a sudden we look over at my brother and he's just he just he, he's not doing anything he's just staring but not staring at us looking almost looking through us really? if you will and he starts pointing to his neck and sticking oh. his fingers down his throat and he's oh. trying to throw up he's clearly choking and i am cpr certified and eric i froze wow i couldn't do anything because i couldn't process what was happening You know what I mean? Because it was my brother. Uh, If it was another customer, I don't know, maybe would I have gone over to offer help? Sure. But because it was my brother, I couldn't figure out what to do. I just froze. So what happened? So luckily the table next to us, the lady got up and she gave him the Heimlich and all was clear. And she told us that only a week before that, it happened to her husband. And the same thing happened to her. She didn't know what to do. She froze because it was her husband. Because it was her husband. No kidding. luckily, the lady next to us got up and she gave my brother the Heimlich. And again, this was many years ago, but I I just, I froze. I didn't know what to do.
1: Hmm. So have you ever seen anything like this when you've been out or even at your house? And have you ever stepped in and saved a life? one 800 283 1015. This happened to me again years ago. Now, you know, I was a paramedic and an, and an EMT a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, had all the all the training, but you don't even think about it, right? I'm in Home Depot in Ewing years ago, and I'm walking down the aisle and this guy just drops oh, like a sack of wet cement. Bam. And I can still hear him hitting the floor. Oh. The guy had had a massive heart attack. And so I jumped in. I immediately started with CPR. Um, I started with mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Now I'm freaking out because I don't have any barrier protection, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's waiting until somebody comes and brings the defibrillator. So they brought the defibrillator, but they didn't know how to use it. So they had it sitting there, but they didn't know how to hook it up to the guy.
3: Oh, my God. And
1: I couldn't stop doing CPR in order to... Get the defibrillator going. Fortunately, a Ewing police officer shows up, takes over the CPR, so we can get the defibrillator going. Shock this guy. Ambulance comes. He goes away. Right. And but it, it was you never know when anything like that is is going to happen, and you just hope if you've had any kind of training, you know, you're CPR certified. Right. Most people have at least some basic knowledge, I would think. But you know, I'd love to talk to people that you know have had this happen
3: to them. I have to ask, do you know what happened to him? I do. You do?
1: Yeah. It was not a
3: good outcome. Oh, no. Yeah, it was not a good outcome. But you helped.
1: But I helped. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but I mean, and this and and years ago, and obviously no names or anything like that. But have you ever seen anything like that when you're out there? 1 800 283 1015. You ever been in a diner? You ever been in a restaurant? You ever been out in public? And somebody just drops and you have to step in. We'll take your calls coming up after news, weather, and traffic top of the hour on New Jersey 101.5. Have you ever saved a life? Nautilus Diner, Madison, New Jersey. Guy starts choking. Manager comes over, gives him a Heimlich maneuver. Guy's going to be okay. What have you seen? What kind of crazy things have you seen? And have you had to step in and help save a life with somebody? 1-800-283-1015. Your calls after news, weather, and traffic coming up at the top of the hour. It's 657 on New Jersey 101.5. Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook Gap, New Jersey. Chime time, seven ten. Good morning, I'm Eric Scott. Bill Spady is off today. He'll be back tomorrow. 1-800-283-1015. Have you ever saved a life, or have you ever needed your life to be saved? At the Nautilus Diner in Madison, the manager saved a patron who was choking. Producer Kristen told her story that her brother needed the Heimlich Maneuver when he was choking when they were out to dinner at one point. Uh, I was in uh, Home Depot in Ewing years ago when a guy dropped from a massive heart attack, had to give him CPR until the paramedics could arrive. Have you ever seen anything like that? Have you needed your life saved? And have you ever tried to save a life? 1-800-283-1015. Debbie in Bayville, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how
8: are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I was in a situation with a friend of mine. Uh, We were in Seaside, and my friend had a seizure, and we were standing on, like, you know, the sidewalk, and she went backwards on her head, and she was having a seizure. She was turning purple, and where we were, there was no phone. So luckily, there was somebody that was helping, too, that her brother had seizures, so She was helping. In the meantime, I never ran so fast in my life to get to a phone, like three or four blocks. It was when we had the pay phones, and I called 911, and the seaside cops came in the ambulance, and I went in the ambulance with her. We went to the emergency room. It's very scary,
5: you know?
1: Yeah, that is probably one of the scariest things to see somebody having a, a seizure, watching somebody go into convulsions and you know the it, what what do you do at that point and and with no cell phones did you know where the phone was or did you just start running hoping you could find one
8: no i just started running hoping i could find a phone as fast as i could and well, luckily there was one like four blocks i never ran so fast in my life yeah, I, and then i called the 911 and the side cops came and the ambulance came and i went in the ambulance with my friend so she was turning purple Oh. Like I said, luckily, there was a lady there that her brother had seizures, so she got a stick and was, you know, holding her tongue so she didn't swallow her tongue, and it was the scariest thing. How I'll scary.
1: Yeah, I bet, Debbie. Ooh, thanks for sharing that story on New Jersey 101.5. What have you seen? Have you been on the boardwalk? You've been on the beach? You've been on vacation? You've been out and see somebody that is in distress, whether they're choking, or they had a heart attack, or they had a seizure? And what did you do? Or were you that person? Did you, fortunately, have somebody that was able to come and give you aid? Joe on the Parkway, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Morning. My
10: story's a a little different. So, a few weeks before Christmas, I was driving home from a job, and I had gotten a phone call from this woman i just started dating. And She suffered from epileptic seizures. So she calls me up as I'm driving home, and she tells me she doesn't think it's going to work between us. And I said, what's going on, sweetheart? And she goes, I can't take the pain from my seizures. I took all my pills. I just want to go to sleep, and I don't want to wake up. Oh, my goodness. And I said, who's there with you? She said, no one. She hangs up the phone on me. I can't get a hold of her. I call 911. Where I'm at on the parkway, they put me through to her town's police department to go do a wellness check. So I give her the, I give them the address and all that. I am able to get her back on the phone and she's very groggy. And I hear a knock on the door and she goes, who is it? And they say it's the Belleville police department. And we're here to do a wellness check. And she goes, what did you do? And I said, you left me no choice. I'm not going to have you do anything knowing you have little kids and there are people out here who care about you. Wow. So they rushed her to the hospital, and then I didn't hear from her for five days, and here they had her, like, I guess, in a psych ward, and they had her induced in a coma for a bit. And she called me up, finally, after six days, and she's, like, thanking me. And I said, what are you thanking me for? She goes, you saved my life. I said, I don't know if I did that. She goes, you did. I would have died.
1: Oh, my goodness, Joe. Did and you-
10: I'm still with her, and I'm never going to leave her side.
1: Oh, so it has a happy ending. How wonderful.
10: I don't know if I saved her life. I just know that I didn't want anything happening to her.
1: Oh, did it ever occur to you not to make that call? Because that's a big call to make, right?
10: No, I had to do it because yeah. there's little kids involved. Oh.
1: Well, thank goodness you did, Joe. And uh, what a what a scary story. Thanks for sharing it with New Jersey 101.5. Um Yeah, this was a situation at the Madison Diner where a patron was choking. The manager fortunately knew the Heimlich maneuver, was able to save the patron. Has that ever happened to you? Have you needed saving or did you step in and save a life? 1-800-283-1015. We'll take more of your phone calls after New Jersey fast traffic. 720 on New Jersey, 101.5. I'm Eric Scott in for Bill Spadia today. Bill will be back tomorrow. We're talking about whether you ever had to save a life or if you had to step in and render aid. Nautilus Diner, Madison, New Jersey. Customers choking. The diner manager fortunately knows the Heimlich maneuver, saves him. Told you my story about I was in in a Home Depot years ago when a guy dropped from a massive heart attack, had to give CPR until... The paramedics could arrive. 1 800 283 1015. What are your experiences, or did you need saving? Were you fortunate in that whether you were choking or you had a heart attack, you were injured or whatever, did somebody come and help you? PJ in South Jersey, or on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, PJ.
7: Hey, Eric. How you doing today? I'm good, thanks. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah, so uh, I. I had just walked out of work, and I put on 101.5, and I heard what you were talking about. And I don't normally try and call in and put in my two cents, but I felt like uh, today's that day. So uh, I do this for a living. Uh, I do it on and off just about every day. I mean, some uh, some days are more mundane than others, but, you know, that's the profession that I chose to work in.
1: So you're a paramedic or an EMT? Medical
7: technician.
1: Okay, all right. So you you're getting calls like this all the time, right? I mean, that's that, that's a routine for you.
7: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, since uh, since COVID, our uh, it's not tripled.
1: Does it surprise you sometimes, PJ, that there are so many people who don't know what to do in the event of an emergency? Um, it it used to.
7: Um, And then I started, you know, I've been doing this for uh, about 20 years, um, 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, eventually you start to gain a more unique perspective. And the one thing that I had uh, deduced, uh, you know, in regards to your question is a lot of people don't even know what we do. They don't even know what we are called. Most of the time I get called ambulance driver. (laughs) You know, I get called medical guy. Uh, for a while I was getting called, uh, nurses, doctors, and that was because that's what CNN was telling them on TV. That's the funny. nurses and doctors. That's funny. You know, it, people don't really know cause there's not really much public education about what we do.
1: Yeah. Well, you know,
7: the, the, the thing to know is, is police officers, firemen, they're essential personnel in the state of New Jersey. Unfortunately, your emergency medical technicians and your paramedics
1: are not. Well, PJ, I appreciate your call and I appreciate everything that you do and all of the paid and volunteer uh, EMTs and paramedics out there that help keep us safe. What is your experience? Have you ever had to save a life? Was somebody in distress in the instance of this diner? It was a patron who was choking. Diner manager knew how to give the Heimlich maneuver. Fortunately, Mark in Florham Park, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mark. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for calling, Mark. I'm a
12: listener. never talk to you, Eric. talk to Bill all the time.
1: Well, I'm glad that you had a chance to call in and talk to me today. Tell me your story.
12: My my experience was on Memorial Day at our post-43 American Legion here in Florham Park, New Jersey. I was there sitting across from an elder couple, and all of a sudden, uh, she started pointing to her throat and saying nothing. Mm. I looked over. My wife goes, do something. Uh, and next, standing by near me was a, uh, the cook, uh, who is also a volunteer fireman. Uh, so Dave and I stood over, and I picked her up off of the uh, bench that she was sitting on, and did the Heimlich maneuver about three times before I finally got what was dislodged in her throat out. And uh, you know, I was really afraid of uh, she's very elder and frail that I break a rib.
1: Oh yeah. So, oh, and uh, and she's okay.
12: And, yeah, she's great. She went. Sat back down and uh, sat with us for a while before they went home.
1: Well, thank goodness that you and uh, another first responder were there to be able to to render aid.
12: Yes, Dave had his uh, phone on nine one one ready to go, so uh, we were we were prepared.
1: All right, Mayor.
12: After taking uh, after taking CPR lessons and Heimlich maneuver uh, uh, lessons many times in my career in life. Uh, you know the first time you ever have to
1: use it well it's it's one of those things that you hope you never have to but it's good that you know it just in case you 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 do need it um mayor mark taylor uh, Florin park thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 by the way to that point redcross.org is the website redcross.org is the website you can go there and you can find um, adult and um, infant CPR classes, and, you know, the, the, learn the basics. It's it's a good thing to have that you hope you never have to use. Uh, Terry in Toms River, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Terry. Hi. So what's your story, Terry?
13: Well, I had just changed working in a different salon, and I was waiting for my customer, Kathy, who went to, uh, she comes to the salon like going to church, and she wouldn't miss it no matter what. So anyway, she's late and I figured maybe she got lost. So I kept calling her cell phone and getting a voicemail. And um, so I, I just kept calling and then I hung out. I said, oh, well, maybe she'll find her way. So I waited about an hour and then I left. And when I left, up the street a little bit is her parked in a parking lot. Um, with the car running. Hmm. So I, I drove up next to it and I started knocking on the window and she lifted her head up and then she put her head back down again. So I said, uh-oh, something's wrong. So I called 911 and the paramedics came. And um, she had the car running but no air conditioning on.
1: Oh, so she was going into heat stroke? Yep. Oh,
13: so they they said that she I saved her life because she was another five, 10 minutes and she'd be gone. Or.
1: Oh, my goodness. Thank Terry, thank God you you happened along and and made that call. Oh, thanks That's for calling. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. That is a, a strange story. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's one of those things where you don't realize how quickly cars can heat up and it and it doesn't have to be really warm outside. It's just the sun beating into those windows that that can raise that have you ever saved a life have you ever had to render aid or did you need your life saved and fortunately somebody was there 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number redcross.org that's where you can find your first aid cpr and aed instruction classes so that you can have those skills We'll take more of your calls. Ivan, John, hang on right out of the newscast. You're next on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey Chime Time, 738 on a Monday morning. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Have you ever saved a life or have you needed your life? Save Nautilus Diner, Madison, New Jersey. Customer was choking, fortunately. The manager knew the Heimlich Maneuver and was able to save a life. What's your story? Have you ever seen anything like that? one 800 283 one hundred one point five. John in New Brunswick, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning, John. What's your story? Good morning. I was going to work one day in, in New, New Brunswick,
14: passing the train station, at the, and I got to the top of the hill. I was at the red light, and I was watching a gentleman. He was using a machine to lay uh, black tar down. I guess filling in the holes, and uh, the machine blew up, and the tar blew up all over him. Oh. And, I threw, and I threw him into the car. And the emergency room was only a couple blocks away.
1: How far away were you from him when this happened? You didn't get hit by any of that stuff, did you? No, but it got in my car. And then when, he, when I got him in my car, kind of ruined my inside of my car.
14: I would bet. Up the seats. But I got him to the emergency room, and they took him right in. And I had to go to work, so later on I called and I wanted to know how he made out. And they wouldn't give me any information over the phone. They said they couldn't give me information over the phone. And uh, well, I don't know talking about being a relative or something. And um, I had a sister that worked there as, uh, in the hospital, so I had to find out they took him to a burn center oh. somewhere. And uh, yeah, that's that, 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 that's a story for me.
1: Oh, John, that's thank goodness you were there to get him in in yeah. that car that quickly. I mean, you might have saved that guy's life because that's that's yeah. boiling hot tar. It, 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 boiling hot tar. It was- 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Have you ever saved a life? Have you ever needed your life saved? John in Piscataway, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning. How you doing? I'm good, John. What's your story?
11: <laughs> uh, I was down in uh, Ortley Beach in September after the season, and it was getting dark out. Uh, the, the beach was kind of desolate Nobody out A couple people walking And they saw something They thought it was uh, You know A you know, uh, fish jumping or whatever But it was a father And his four year old daughter And they were out uh, They were taking out Probably Oh uh, it had to be 200 yards Bobbing I had nothing to do I'm trained uh, For years in the lifeguard uh, And I'm a strong ocean swimmer I had nothing, uh, no wine or anything, so I went into into combat mode. I went out there as fast as I could, kept my cool. I told the little girl, just grab me around the neck. The father, she wasn't dead. The father was going under. (sighs) He was fighting bad. He scratched my face, my eye. I was going to knock him out, and I grabbed him by the throat and I just said, Hold on, hold on, don't worry. Got them above, and they got up to shore, and, and, you know, uh, by that time, the ambulance was there. Uh, but he was uh, he was pretty bad. The little girl was all right.
1: And you, so, so you just happened to be walking by. It's a good thing, because there were no, no lifeguards. No I lifeguards.
11: Thinking. I do not know what they were doing out there that late, you know, that far, but they must have been taken out with the tide, you know, with the rip. Oh. So... Well, thank goodness
1: goodness you were there, John. And I appreciate the call to New Jersey 101.5 and sharing that story. Yeah, it's It's one of those things where I I think when you see something like that, you're not sure what it is that you're seeing. It takes your brain a couple of minutes to process that you're seeing somebody in that kind of distress. And and you hope that if you've had some level of training, that that training is going to kick in. And if you go to redcross.org, redcross.org, You can sign up for either online or in-person CPR classes, uh, first aid classes, how to use an AED. There's so many places around New Jersey now that have these uh, automatic defibrillators for people that are are having cardiac issues. uh, But you do need to be trained in how to use that. Ivan in Long Branch, you're next on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ivan.
15: Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good. I had a situation where uh, I think it was like pretty much after one of the storms, the rips were really bad. And I've seen about eight people getting drifted about maybe 100 yards out, which is probably about 25 feet more than the buoy. And I, I yelled to the lifeguard, you got to get him out. You got to get him out. And it, he, he just kind of looked at me and gave me like a cold shoulder. Well, I said, you know what I'm gonna do? The best thing to do is to start fishing there, and this way he'll he'll have to come over and get him out of the water. So I look at him, he looks at me, and I said, You gotta go now. Like I'm pointing, like go, go, go. Yeah. And he's just looking. So I said, You know what? I took off my shirt. I said, You know what? I'm going. I ran back to my towel. I grabbed my big long board, because I surfed too. And I said, I'm going to get these people before they drown. I ended up going out 300 yards. There were seven people, two lifeguards from the seven presidents beach, which which are about 100 yards away from where I was. They saw my reaction. They reacted. And I had lifeguards that were maybe 25 feet away from me, like just like they they were baffled. They didn't know what to do. So I instantly paddled out, and this current just kept pulling these guys out. Wow. I get to these two men. These two men were about as white as a ghost. The guy was taking on so much water, he was throwing up on me. Oh. I said, listen, I said, listen, guys, you guys got to calm down. Hold on to me and the board. It's their job. If they we drift out as far as we have to drift out, but they're going to come for us. You guys need to calm down.
1: And just grab so the board.
15: I, I hold on to them. The two lifeguards from seven presidents, they come over, and I'm like, okay, you guys, okay, we're safe. You guys need to calm down. These two guys are gonna hold on to you, and I'm gonna go get the the lifeguard rope. So I I, I start paddling back in to get the lifeguard rope. The lifeguard's like looking at me. I said, you gotta give me that line. These guys are 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 they're, they're getting sucked out like like nothing, like just just getting sucked out. So I paddle to about in between them and the shoreline. I grab the the lifeguard. Finally, gives me the, the 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 rope. So I get out there. I give the the lifeguards from the other beach the rope. These guys, they they would have never have made it. These two kids would have never have made it.
1: Wow. Well, thank goodness you were there, um, Ivan, and that you had your your board with you, um, or things could have turned out a lot differently. is our telephone number. Have you ever saved a life or have you needed your life saved? 1-800-283-1015. Sonia and Steve, hang on. Your call's coming up next after New Jersey fast traffic. 752 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning, I'm Eric Scott. In for Bill Spadia today, the manager of the Nautilus Diner in Madison noticed that a patron was choking. He fortunately knew the Heimlich maneuver and was able to save that diner's life. Have you ever had to save a life, or have you needed your life saved? one 283 1015 Steve in North Jersey. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Steve.
6: Hi, Eric. How are you?
1: I'm good. What's your story, Steve?
6: Well, I got two of them, one of each. I've had my life saved when I was a young teenager riding behind my house on the back of a motorcycle. And um, I was tapping on the back of the driver, and uh, the driver didn't know what was going on. Thankfully, there was an EMS person there riding with their child and realized what was going on. Apparently, my Adam's apple, I got caught in my throat, and uh, he knew exactly what to do. And he saved my life.
1: Wow. And you've also saved a life.
6: Yeah, I was on layoff late 80s, May sitting there at my kitchen table, and I heard screaming. And I I grew up in the neighborhood for 22 years already. I knew everybody. And I knew the voice. And apparently the house faced an open lot between the apartment building and the house, so it was echoing. So I jumped up, ran across the street. All I had was a pair of shorts on. And uh, went behind the house and saw the brother screaming. His little brother was standing in the middle of a fire, but you really couldn't see it because... Uh. They had knocked over a garbage, not a garbage, a gas can, and on the opposite side of the lean-to, which they were standing in, which was storing decorations, was a water heater, and it had set the gas aflame through fumes. Oh,
1: my goodness.
6: So he was standing there, not knowing what was going on, in total shock, and I grabbed him and handed it to my neighbor, who was with me at the time, and ran back home, grabbed the fire extinguisher, and put the fire out.
1: Wow. So you saved the life, and then probably saved that building too.
6: Yeah, it could have got worse. To, it was it was a, it was an eventful morning.
16: <laughs> and I
6: got to add that we had nurses that were home at the same time. One to my right, one house up, and one behind me. They brought ice. They knew exactly what to do. They started uh, applying the uh, ice to the, the child's leg, mm. and it was just a group effort. Everyone got. It was just unbelievable.
1: Uh, That's awesome, Steve. Thanks for sharing uh, your call uh, with New Jersey 101.5. Have you needed to be saved or have you saved a life? Sonia in Cherry Hill, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sonia.
17: Hi, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm good. What's your story, Sonia?
17: Um, About 10 years ago, I was in Linden, New Jersey, and I went into a Chinese takeout restaurant to um, pick up my food. And I just happened to look over as I was standing at the counter, and I saw a gentleman sitting at the table eating, but he looked like he was choking. So I asked him, I said, "Are you choking?" And he shook his head, yes. So um, he was kind of a heavyset man, so I knew I couldn't put my arms around him and kind of thrust. So I hit his back twice, and then the second time that I hit, the food came out, and he kind of threw up a little bit. So I looked over at the lady behind the counter. And she was kind of frozen. And I said, can you get some paper towels, or, you know, some water? <laughs> and um, she gave it to me. And you know, I gave it to him. And he looked over at me. And he said, thank you. And then I walked out. And that was it.
1: Wow. And never saw him again. But you know that you saved his life. I mean, he would have died there choking. Wow! Yeah,
17: because there was no one else sitting there. So he was the only person sitting in the, sitting in the restaurant.
1: Well, thank goodness you knew what to do, Sonia, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. And again, just a reminder, you want to learn how to do the Heimlich Maneuver, you want to learn first aid, you want to learn CPR, how to use an AED, redcross.org. You can go to the Red Cross website, and you, they'll find online courses or in-person courses for any of this stuff. Chris, in Texas, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Chris. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. When
18: I was in law enforcement. I saw a lot of action, but the scariest day of my life was after retirement. I worked for a blood bank in North Jersey, and my normal job was their supply chain. But they asked me to fill in to pick up some blood products in the Jersey Shore. So I did. I picked up a couple of boxes, and uh, I no sooner had the boxes on, or it was a hot summer day. I had the air conditioner on recycle recycled. And I started not to be able to breathe and catch my breath. And I thought I was having a heart attack with the rapidness of my heartbeat oh. and I dialed nine one one and it was at that time my vision went and I couldn't see I couldn't see clearly but I could see these bright colors. I could hear my heart beating in my ears. And the worse it got I started to hear loud noises. Well they triangulated my position off of my cell phone and thank God that two Eaton Pound police officers came to the scene and I fell out of the vehicle as they opened the door and they were treating me for a heart attack. But came to find out, long story short, that because they changed my job for that day, the products that I picked up at the Jersey Shore were frozen blood products, which they packaged in dry ice.
16: Oh, no.
18: Carbon dioxide. I was being suffocated in the vehicle and didn't even know. In Mm. a short amount of time, I was totally
1: disoriented. Wow, Chris, that's crazy. Thanks for sharing that story on New Jersey 101.5. You think you're having a heart attack, and it's the melting dry ice and the carbon dioxide poisoning. Wow. All right, Dan, Denise, Mike, Michelle, hang on. I'll take more of your calls after news, traffic, and weather. Have you ever saved a life? Did you need your life saved? 1-800-283-101.5 on New Jersey 101.5. Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app New Jersey. Chime time is 810. I'm Eric Scott in for Bill Spadia today. Bill will be back tomorrow. Talking about saving a life, the Madison, New Jersey Nautilus Diner Manager noticed a patron was choking, knew the Heimlich Maneuver, was able to save him. And we've been hearing from you this morning about have you ever had the opportunity to save a life, and did you need your life saved? Dan in Brick, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dan. Uh, good morning, Eric. How you doing today? I'm good. Tell me your story, Dan.
16: Yeah, so uh, a, a good friend of ours has a house on the bay in Avalon, New Jersey, and another friend of mine and I were there with his son and friends. They just graduated high school and we were it was middle of the day we're swimming in the bay, and my friends uh my friend he's the father of uh, you know the, the son and his friends. Mm-hmm. He challenged one of his friends to swim across the bay it's about a 200 foot swim to the marsh and back and didn't realize the kid had asthma and he wasn't a good swimmer the current there's about six seven knots and we're watching this kid i'm like well why did you do that like you don't know if this kid can make it across there or not and you think about it's not that far but you never know and when people panic bad things happen so this kid was almost there and he started struggling and you could see he was panicking it was starting to go under like i'm like we got to get out there and save this kid oh man so we we got in the boat luckily somebody came by on on like on a stand-up paddle board and made him hold the board which he couldn't even barely hold on to and we went out there and we we grabbed him now my friend has a heart condition so he was worried about his heart and like we couldn't get him in the boat he was too heavy and we're going we're drifting towards a, a dock that was going to really hurt this kid and hurt the boat so i'm like we, you gotta we got you gotta grab him and just hold him so we can pull away from the dock and that's what we did and we pulled him into the boat and this kid passed out he was seconds from going under and uh. You know, luckily we got them, and uh, I think we all learned a lesson from it. Yeah, you don't
1: fool around with stuff like that, Dan. I mean, you know, just, you don't fool around with it. And thank goodness that you were there. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Mike, in Atlantic Highlands, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mike. Oh. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, Mike. What's your story?
0: Hey, it just happened to me. I uh, was cutting the turkey on Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's house a piece in my mouth, you know, got to check it out and taste it or whatever. And all of a sudden, I just started choking. My wife was like, he's choking, he's choking. I go over to the sink, try to, you know, bounce myself into the counter to get it out. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't happening. So I'm, you know, a pretty big dude, like 260. So my wife is like, he's choking, he's choking. So he's, she grabs me, took a couple of times to get her arms around me, and then did the Heimlich maneuver on me. And it just popped right out, right right into the sink. And I'm like, I'm good. I couldn't breathe. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Wow. Thank you.
1: Wow. Wow. That would have <laughs> been a... So there's now you have a Thanksgiving story to tell every year.
0: Yeah, it really bugged out our nephew. He was in the <laughs> kitchen, too. And he was pretty freaked out about it. My wife, she was uh, pretty level-headed, acted quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, thank God that it worked out and, and, and your wife knew what to do, Mike. And uh, now you have a story to tell for Thanksgiving. And thanks for telling it here on New Jersey 101.5. Listen, if you want to learn how to do the Heimlich Maneuver, if you want to learn how to do CPR, if you want to learn how to use um, an AED, redcross.org is the website. They have both online and in-person courses. It's a skill that everybody should know. How many reusable bags do you have stuffed in your trunk we'll take an over under and talk a little bit about this bag ban and whether it's really doing more harm than good in new jersey when we come back after new jersey fast traffic now hey 21 on new jersey 101.5 hey dan before you run out of here because i know you do most of the food shopping for your family almost all of it Yes. almost all of it yeah Mm -hmm. so how many reusable bags do you have stuffed in your trunk right now
2: (laughs) um Believe it or not, zero. Oh. <laughs> I, I keep one in my jacket pocket at all times, just in case. And the rest, I'm very diligent about, uh, you know, in, in our pantry, we have a specific spot for them to live.
1: Wow. That's very organized of you. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> with four kids, we have to stay as organized as humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever forgotten them? Absolutely. And then you have to do the, the purchase of shame where you have to buy one or right. two, or you take the entire cart of groceries out to your car, like, oh, I left my my bags in the car and you know load them in and then
1: you bag your groceries in the, trunk. In the car yes, yeah exactly. i have yeah i have done that too kristen how many of you have stashed in your trunk
3: oh my gosh in my trunk <clears throat> right now probably a solid seven but i am the one that forgets every time i go to a store every time i go i don't have a bag
1: and then you buy another one.
3: And then I buy another one. And then I buy two more. And then I buy three more. Eric, I can't explain to you how many reusable bags I have sitting in our pantry. And I wish it was as organized as you were, Dan. Well, part of it also, I do my food shopping.
2: I use Stop and Shop has their scan it thing where you get the little scanner when you right. go in the store. Oh, okay. You scan as you go along. And then when you take something off the shelf, you scan it and bag it right in the cart. Oh, see, so, I've not done that, before. so I don't have to take everything out when I'm done and then put it back in again. So I have these big bags; they're actually cooler bags. Two of them fit right in the bottom of the cart, and I just shove mm, everything in those big wonderful. bags. Yeah, I'm one of those. You are. I've I've been doing it for many years, and it's uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. I don't have to deal with a human cashier. It's great.
1: I went out and looked during the break. I have 13 bags shoved in my trunk. <laughs> there might even be more of them because it, it and it's because every time one is in the kitchen, Sandra will take it out and she'll throw it in the car because I do most of the food shopping mm-hmm. as well because I hate the idea of having to buy a bag. Uh-huh. Now, mm-hmm. I may be one of the few people that I don't mind the plastic bag bag. Ban per se, because even before they were banning them, I liked the reusable bags anyway because I could get more stuff in them, mm-hmm, and yeah. I like to bag my own groceries. I have a whole method of the way I bag them because that's how I take them in the house and that's how I unbag them. And it, but I, I'm wondering, you know, how many how many bags people have in their trunk? And you know, now did you see this, Kristen? They're they're actually saying, and Bill was talking about this last week that it's actually had the opposite. Effect, we're using more plastic right. because of people like you who have yes. to buy, you know, another bag. And now, you know, you have all of these bags. And I, I I don't know what you ultimately wind up doing with them. Right. So it's interesting to me because we have, we're still, how many years are we into this bag ban now? A couple, at least, right? Two, two? years? Two,
3: I would think. At right? least yeah, two years. Sounds
1: right. Um, and people are still talking about it and still... And very passionate about it. Either hate it or love it. So how many reusable bags do you have and do you love it or do you hate it? I would love to hear from folks this morning who are like, yeah, I love the bag band. But it, it is infuriating <laughs> to have to figure out um, where the bags are, to get them out of the trunk, um, to walk halfway to the store and then realize, oh, I forgot my bag. I got to go back and get them again. And, you know, it's and what do you do, Dan, at the big box store? Because you you go to you do warehouse shopping. Absolutely. Too, right. So do you bring your bags for that as well? No,
2: no. Um, nope. They just, you know, I'm, I'm buying everything in bulk, you know, snacks for the
1: kids and the giant thing of plates. Uh, they, those just go right in the car. That just goes right in the car. Mm-hmm. And then and, and when you run into I mean, I, I, I ran into this at, at Home Depot and Lowe's they don't bag stuff for you Mm-mm. there either. So right. now you have to bring your reusable bags into those stores now. Or you see
2: how much you can carry in your arms. <laughs> you can, you know, six, seven, eight things, whatever you need. Or you buy a bucket.
1: Or you buy a bucket. At Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, and, home Depot. yeah. and I also have about 12 of those orange buckets at home. <laughs> because you never
2: of, know when you need you one. You never know when you're, gonna, thing,
1: when you're no. going to need them. All right, so how many reusable bags do you have stuffed in your trunk? Can you beat my 13... And are you in favor of this ban? Here we are two years post-ban. Have you gotten used to it? Do you like it? 1-800-283-101.5 is our telephone number. Jay in Boonton Township, you're on New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Jay. Good morning. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Jay. How many you got stuffed in your trunk? Uh,
10: Zero. Zero. Uh, I buy uh, 13-gallon garbage bags uh, when I'm at the store if I forget them. And then I just use them to load my groceries, and then I have to use in my uh, garbage.
1: Well, now that's a per- – so there you go. There's the perfect yeah. reuse of a plastic bag because you're getting that bag. You're yeah. using that as your trash. That was always the yeah. argument with the little plastic bags because we used them to pick up after the dogs. We use them for trash can liners right, in the back. bathrooms. Yeah, I it, I yeah. think it's it's gotten to the point now where um you know, it's second nature, but I love your idea of the of the garbage bags. Uh, thanks for calling New do, Jersey 1 on one5 j One 1800-283-1015. How many bags do you have in your trunk? Can you beat my 13? And what are the alternatives that you have been using? That was a great idea by Jay. 827 on New Jersey 101.5. News, weather, traffic on the half hour. And then talking bag band with you when we come back on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey Chime Time, 837. Good morning. I'm Eric Scottville Spadio's is off. He'll be back with you tomorrow talking bag bands in New Jersey. And how many do you have jammed in your trunk? Can you beat me? I have 13. I went out and checked during the break. 1-800-283-1015. We're almost two years into the plastic bag ban in New Jersey. How do you think it's going? Do you like it? Have you found a routine and a new alternative? David in Monroe Township. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, David.
6: Hey, how are you? I hate the bag ban. I have at least 30 to 40 of those recyclable bags inside of a collapsible plastic crate <laughs> that I had to buy at a big box store because I forgot my bags. So I have so much of that stuff piled up, and I still order online plastic bags to line my waste paper baskets at home. Right. So it's not- I'm just using so much more plastic.
1: We are using more plastic, right? I mean, it. And, and the whole point was we were going to use less, and we've seen the studies come out already that we're using more plastic than before we actually banned the plastic bags. So there's the, oh, other, there's, there's the other question for you this morning, and thanks, David, for calling New Jersey 101.5. Do you think you're using more or less plastic two years into the bag ban? I mean, 20 to 40 bags stuffed in your trunk, and you're not using all of them. They're just taking up space. Um, Cammie in Princeton dropped us a note on the app chat. I have zero reusable bags. Because I bought a box of disposable plastic shopping bags. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. How many bags do you have in your trunk? Are you using more or less plastic now that the bag ban is about two years old in the Garden State? Um, Joan in Berkeley Heights also on the app chat this morning. I hate the bag ban. Now I have to bag all of my groceries. There's no service anymore. And that's... Well, that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other. I actually like bagging my own groceries. I prefer it. In fact, there's a supermarket that I used to go to. I don't go there anymore because they put a limit on the number of things that you can scan yourself. I think the limit is like 22 items now. Um, I used to be able to go in there because I would go grocery shopping when the show was over. So there was nobody in the store, still nobody in the store. And I would go in there and I would have my full cart of groceries and I would bag everything because I, I have a specific way that I like my groceries bagged. And when you're using a checker, you can't necessarily do that. They won't, you know, it, it. you can't get everything all set up. I just leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. I'll pay for it. I'll bag all my stuff and I'll leave but now, you know, now I can't, I, and I literally won't shop at that supermarket anymore because they put a limit. And even when there's nobody there, I've gone up to the clerks and I've said, hey, listen, there's nobody here. Can I just come through the self-checkout lane and check out all my stuff? And the answer is no. Janice in Hamilton, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Janice.
13: Hi. Uh, I started using the bags even before they were put into order. Because when I used to go to ShopRite, it drove me nuts to see people coming out with 10 to 14 little plastic bags in their car with two or three things in them. It used to drive me crazy because even when they bagged mine, I said, load them up. I'm not a wimp. I can carry it. And then I saw a lady with a cloth bag. I thought, oh, my God, this is brilliant. They don't fall over. You can put more in them. And uh, it's so much better because I think when people with those little plastic bags, they put them in their trunk and they see the food rolling all over the joint and they didn't recycle them either because there was not that much recycle at ShopRite so you knew they weren't recycling them which wasn't good and but if you forget your bags a lot what I used to do is i put it in the car one of them in the car so when i went to lock the car i saw it sitting on the seat went ah i gotta get a bag
1: <laughs> right well it's because you walk halfway to the store and you're like ah forgot my bags again so you got to go back and you get them and look i'm not opposed to the idea of reusable bags i like them i was using them before the bag ban as well i just don't like the idea that you can't get a plastic bag anymore 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number michael denise brunswick you're on new jersey 101.5 hi michael
16: how you doing today i'm good uh good to hear uh i was just calling to say that when the bag ban went into effect they did the whole you know rigmarole and um I have probably, I don't want to beat your record, I'll say 18, <laughs> bags. and uh, I just decided to buy 2,000 of the original plastic bags off Amazon because I just didn't want to deal with it. I either forget them, like you said, every point mentioned, and now I just bring in a handful of the original plastic bags because it's easier and they can't forget them. They're always in the car.
1: Uh, again i you know i think that that's that's a great solution to that michael and thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 i don't have a problem with you using reusable bags the issue is you know you you should be able to have the option of getting a paper or a plastic bag there are times that if i have to be in pennsylvania i will do some of my grocery shopping at one of their uh, the supermarket in pennsylvania just to get the plastic bags because we use them for other things we use them as trash can liners we use them to clean up after the dogs i like to have a stash of them so i will shop somewhere else outside of new jersey just to get the plastic bags susan in belmar you're on new jersey 101.5 hi susan hello good morning
19: My, my son just called me he is on the road working and he said mom they have this on the radio he said, how many bags? I said, I have at least 25 to 30 bags in my car. In the trunk, I have three great big frozen bags that have from Sam's Club for frozen foods. I have bags from everywhere. Dollar General, Walgreens, uh, ShopRite, Aldi's. I have bags from everywhere. And my family teaches me, but you need them because every time you go into a store, you have to have, you know, store your stuff to carry them back into
1: the house. Right. Well, and, and that's, I again, I think those bags are great for that because I can get more stuff in it. I can use, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, and it's, but, you know, I it, it, it bothers me that you can't have the option anymore. And Susan, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. How many bags do you have stuffed in your trunk? And are you using more or less plastic? New studies have come out and said, that the bag ban has actually had the opposite effect, that we're using more plastic now than before they banned the plastic bags almost two years ago. 1-800-283-1015. I have 13 bags stuffed in my trunk right now. I probably have another 30 of them at home, but that's what I counted in my trunk when we went to the break. Uh, Hang on, Joe, Sheila, Mike, you're coming up right after we get an update of weather and traffic next on New Jersey (laughs) point. 851 on New Jersey 101.5. I'm Eric Scott, sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back tomorrow. How many reusable bags do you have stuffed in your trunk? Can you beat my 13? And are you using more or less plastic two years into the bag ban? Joe in Matawan, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning, Joe.
20: Good morning, Eric. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Yes, when I go to the grocery store... If I don't have a bag, I go over to the produce department, and they have all of these plastic bags. I take about 10 of them, and when I check out, you know, I put them in these, uh, gro- these produce bags that they have. In addition, not just the grocery store. When you go to any other store, it's, again, no plastic bags. Now, contrast this to a state like Florida. Uh, you go to a, a supermarket like Publix, they bag it for you but the baggers they know how to put the groceries in the bag as you spoke about in your conversation so that certain things like uh, meats and dairy and, and that are separated in the different bags they live in a First world country new jersey's a third world country and the politicians in trenton are so crooked it's unbelievable take a look at electric vehicles in chicago because it's so cold they can't joe
1: i'm not going to let you go out on the tangent of electric vehicles we can talk about that another time but you are absolutely right about the ability to bag groceries and joe thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 it is a skill Uh, if if you do it poorly or you don't know what you're doing you can really mess up your groceries, which is the reason that I like to do it on my own. I mean, that's a whole other tangent. We could all have conversations about how to bag your groceries, how to load your dishwasher, how to do your laundry. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started. Sheila in Ocean County. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sheila. Hi. Um, I
14: have about 100 bags in uh, tote. And what I do is the ones that I have in the trunk, I hand them out to people if I see they don't have a bag. <laughs> but... The thing is, people don't understand, if you're using a bag for chicken, okay, and you're not marking chicken when you come home, that chicken was in that bag, I'd just throw it out anyway.
1: Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that is the downside of that. I mean, if nothing else, and, and I don't, do they still offer those bags for um, for meat? I mean, some supermarkets, they'll actually give you a plastic bag like you would with produce, and you'll put that, you put the meat into that bag before you actually put it into your reusable bag joe and tom's river you're on new jersey 101.5 hi joe
11: good morning eric i just want to say something very simple it's uh, it's known that bags are um a detriment in the recycle centers however why don't we just go back to paper bags big flat bottom recyclable helps the environment simple
1: and you can also reuse them i mean i, I actually when i get a paper bag I fold it up very nicely, and I put it in my pantry because I know I'm going to be able to use that again.
11: That's right. I used to cover my books with them as a kid.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that that was the, that was the whole point of having the paper bags. Um, Joe, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, I can remember making book covers out of paper bags, and it was a whole art or skill to be able to do that in the least number of folds, right? Mike in Flemington, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mike.
18: Good morning, Eric. Thanks for the uh, call. Um, The answer has been there all along for years, and that is paper bags. I used to work for a paper company that produced all sorts of paper products, paper bags, hardboard, fine white paper. I watched that revolution in the 80s and 90s of plastic taking over paper bags, and the backlash is that we're coming full circle back to the obvious answer. So the myopic view of not having more plastic bags in the trash uh, is overshadowed by the incredible increase in plastic consumption. Trees are very renewable. Fifteen trees are planted for every one being cut. And it's a replenishable, natural answer and solution.
1: Yeah, and I don't know why that that wasn't considered when they were doing all of this stuff and, and coming up with this bag ban. And Mike, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 because that was the solution. Um, you know, you, you used to have, that was the question, paper or plastic. And I always chose paper because I had, I had things I could use those paper bags for. I mean, even down in my, I have a little woodworking workshop in the, in the basement. And it was great for storing pieces of things. And then I could write on the side of the bag what that is and put it up on the shelf. Um, Gail in Bernardsville, you're next on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gail. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Gail. Um,
19: I agree with everyone with paper bags. We should go back to that. And I just think, think about the plastic that's in the grocery store. Everything you buy is in plastic. Your frozen vegetables, your ice cream, everything's plastic. So what are we doing about these little tiniest of needle in a haystack
17: that we're doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like we've eliminated plastic in the store, Gail. And that's a great point. I mean, everything in that store. Is in plastic. And and in the produce section, you know, as we've mentioned before, you can use all of those plastic bags as well. Donna, I'm going to let you be the last word on this here on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Donna.
13: Hi, good morning. I was going to say the same thing as Gail, but on a larger scale. What happens with all these heavy detergent bottles, milk bottles, water bottles? Aren't they a bigger threat than the plastic bags that?
1: We use to cart our groceries. Yeah, and and, you know those uh, those do not go away, um, Donna. And you're and and you're right. And and thanks for bringing it up on New Jersey one hundred one point five. It's not like we've eliminated plastic from the waste stream. Uh, All we've done is made life more inconvenient um, and created actually even a bigger demand for plastic. All right, coming up after the news, you're going to hear about the world's largest collection. It's right here in New Jersey. What do you collect, and how long have you been collecting it? 1-800-283- 101.5 is our telephone number. We'll talk more about that and take your calls after news, traffic, and weather. Top of the hour on New Jersey 101.5. <music> Betparks Casino and Sportsbook app. New Jersey Chime. Time is nine ten. Good morning, I'm Eric Scott. Sitting in for Bill Spady. Ability back tomorrow. 1-800-283- 101.5. What do you collect and how many of them do you have? 1-800-283-1015. And how did you get started with that collection? Kristen, did you see the story from Dino Flamia that there's a guy who has, according to Guinness, the Guinness Book of World Records, mm-hmm. the largest collection of Pez dispensers in the world?
3: I am, this is insane. I'm even looking at the pictures because there are pictures in this article. And I, I feel like I'm in a candy store. Right? Like, this is crazy.
1: Go to NJ1015.com or to our free mobile app and take a look at the photos that we have from Brian Trauman. He has 5,850 unique Pez dispensers. Actually, more than that now because he even said he gets a box every, every week. There's a new box of pez dispensers and i mean i did you have pez when you were a kid
3: yeah yeah i mean yeah. we
1: had them right it, it's but i not to this extent um it's it was always tradition in our family at the holidays the two things that we always got as kids is we got the lifesavers storybook mm-hmm. and then we've got the christmas pez dispensers and i continue that in with my kids and my kids are 26 and 23 now and they still get the lifesaver storybook and a. Uh, Santa Claus or Reindeer or Snowman Pez dispenser in their stocking every year. Um, But I can't imagine having almost 6,000 of these things laying around. Um, So I want to know what you collect, how many of them you have. Are they worth anything? And how did you get started collecting? Do you collect anything?
3: You know, I don't... (laughs) No, I, I wouldn't say I collect anything. I am on the older end of the uh, millennial generation. So I lived through the Battle of the Boy Bands. Oh boy. Uh, Sync versus Backstreet Boys. And I, was, mm-hmm. uh, I still am actually a huge Backstreet Boy fan. so I still have like, you know, the, uh, the, the magazines and the posters okay. and all that stuff from, from the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't say I collect anything. I do see my son Starting a collection. He's only two and a half. Okay. And as you know, he is a very big Star Wars fan. Yep. So between Santa Claus and our trips to Disney World, he has probably about 12 or 13 lightsabers. Oh, wow. So I, I see him going in a lightsaber uh, collection here.
1: Uh, like General Grievous. <laughs>
3: there you go there you go
1: <laughs> yeah i'm a star wars nerd too so you i but, are. but i i mean I, i'm a 70s baby so i i grew up with the original trilogy mm-hmm. and i collected all of the the star wars figures now i don't have them anymore my father when i moved oh. out of the house threw all of that stuff out but i had the original four or five um star wars action figures and you know i played with them forever. Right. What was what were the ones that the first came out? So it was um it was Luke, Leia, Chewbacca, Han Darth a, Darth Vader, right. A Stormtrooper, C3PO, R2D2. I think those and did I say Princess Leia? Yes, I think did. those yes. were the first figures.
3: Do you know how much those are probably I do. worth right now? <laughs> yeah, I do. you do. Of course, I you do. look that up.
1: I do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I do know, but I'm also not a hoarder, so I don't know that I could say that sure. I have a collection of anything. I mean, I have things that I have collected over the years of sentimental value that mean things, something to me. Yeah. You know, I have some a lot of football stuff from when my dad was playing. I mean, I have some stuff from. You know, the, the kids, I mean, I have boxes and boxes and boxes of Legos down in the basement from, you know, right. the kids, but I don't know that I have anything that I can say is a collection that I would display. Um, my mom used to collect thimbles from you know, different states and Aww. things like that that we used to to visit.
3: And do you have those or no?
1: My sister gone? has that okay. set. but And my dad built a display case for all of that stuff. So, you know, all the thimbles, the goal was is we wanted a thimble from every state in America. Right. So we would visit a different state and bring home a, a thimble. Right. And my sister has that has that collection. But what do you collect? How many do you have? And how did you get started? Because I found that a lot of folks who have collections... They start kind of by accident, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you know, and it's and then or somebody will see, oh, you have a couple of teaspoons. So you must collect teaspoons. So now you get a teaspoon every time somebody goes away. You know, I mean, it's kind of like that accidental collection. But what is it that you have a collection of? How did you get started and how many of them do you have? 1-800-283-1015. When we come back after the break, we'll take your phone calls. But. This Pez dispenser thing, some of these things are worth tens of thousands of dollars. And what are the more rare ones? That's coming up after we get an update of traffic and weather next on New Jersey 101.5. 921 it is on New Jersey 101.5. Eric Scott in for Bill Spadia. Do you collect anything? What is it? And how many of them do you have? Because Chris and I are talking about this Pez collection. And you go to nj1015.com or on our free mobile app to take a look at it. And if you're on the mobile app, drop us a comment in the app chat. Or even if you have a photo of something that you're collecting, we'd love to, to see what it is. Um, before we talk about the Pez again, you know, Kristen, because you asked about some of the Star Wars stuff. Yes. So a 1977 Kenner Star Wars Darth Vader Mint inbox unopened mm-hmm. eight thousand five hundred
3: dollars. Oh,
17: goodness.
1: Eight thousand and opened without the card and everything right. is over six hundred dollars.
3: So that's what you would have made right. if you still had all if of that. Oh I still your... had
1: all of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I mean, and I have a lot of that stuff, you know, that the kids have had. Mm-hmm. Because as you are now realizing, one of the main benefits of having children is you can buy all the toys that your parents didn't buy you when you were a kid.
3: I am noticing that. I'm seeing a lot of the games and toys that I had when I was a kid being remade, like Easy Bake Oven. Right. And there was this uh, game called Pretty Pretty Princess, you know. And I started started buying them for my daughter. She's too young, obviously, now. She's only six months old. But I'm I'm stashing them.
1: All of the Star Wars toys that I couldn't get when I was a kid, my kids got them (laughs) all. Um, If you collect something, we'd love to know about your collection. Uh, Dan Zero has a nice little collection going on in his household, uh, but I understand you're done collecting now. Is that true, Dan? Are we talking about my children, yes. which is also true? Uh,
2: at one point in my uh, younger days, I would visit uh, theme parks all around and ride roller coasters, and from every stop I made, I would collect a shot glass. That was the you know official souvenir that I would pick up from okay. each theme park uh i do not even know where that collection is somewhere in my basement i think i still have it maybe some of them are you know really vintage and worth something i don't know maybe i should uh dig that out and uh well that's the
1: thing is that you can you can go through now and and find maybe you know you've got something that's worth a few hundred or a few thousand dollars stashed somewhere in your basement Hmm. um but I, I mean you same thing with you with the star wars stuff right i mean that's it, half the stuff that you buy for your kids they're things <laughs> you want to play with well to be fair
2: my, my kids are all about video games these days and sadly most of the video games they buy are digital there's not like a physical copy of it anymore. oh right 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 um but uh we're into lego oh boy are we into lego yeah. um especially me and my wife <laughs> we buy the big sets for ourselves and we we put them together um If only, if only
1: we had the time, I don't know what to do with the Legos, you know? So I, Mm. and I talked to my son about the other day and I'm like, you do realize that every Lego set that I've ever bought you is in the basement. It's, and most of them are still put together. So, you know, they're, they're all assembled. I don't know what to do with that stuff. I mean, at some point I'm assuming that he's going to want them for his own kids, but I don't know what to do with it. And it's literally just taking up space in the basement. I was like, at some point you need to come over and you need to look at all of this stuff and you need to decide is that something that you want to keep?
3: Right. New activity though, take them apart, put it back in the box and give it to him, let him rebuild it.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I, <clears throat> without the directions because I'm sure the directions aren't <laughs> That's there. True. I
2: guarantee you could find them online somewhere. I'm, I'm sure Lego has you know PDFs of the old instruction mm.
1: manuals posted somewhere. But that was the, you know, when, I'll age myself again, but when I was a kid, I had tons and tons of Legos, but they weren't sets like they are today. Right. You Mm -hmm. literally got a box of Legos and you built whatever your brain could come up with. Um, and the i, I built a mock up of the kennedy space center cuz i was into all kinds of space oh, stuff that's cool. what a nerd yeah i know <laughs> look who's talking exactly that's why i can say that <laughs> but it, so at one point i mean and it took me months because we had visited there when i was a kid and i had pictures of it in an encyclopedia and i had it all laid out and i had the launch pads and i built some of the rockets and i and i, and I had that's this awesome. whole sprawling thing and Came home one day, dad had scooped it all up, thrown it in a box and went, you're done. Oh, next. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That's not a happy ending. No. Well, but as we all know, the pain of stepping on a Lego Mm. can cause people to do crazy things. (laughs) That's fair. So my dad had stepped on a Lego in bare feet and said, all right, that's it. No more Legos on the floor. (laughs)
3: Goodbye. You took it out on the Legos. Yeah. That's, uh, That's fair.
1: But it's so I, I wonder how much of that stuff, because your kids are young, both of you, you know, your kids are young. Are you thinking ahead of I want to save this? I want this to go to a grandchild. I, I want this stuff to be part of a memory. I don't know that I thought about that when my kids were that young. Maybe I did. Because I saved a lot of that stuff.
2: You know, we're at an interesting point now because little Tyler just turned seven months and he's starting to age out of the baby toys now. And we are starting to get rid of things. And, you know, we have this... this constant conversation is this something worth saving for down the road and usually the answer is no my wife is very much um against saving anything like that any kind of toys and kid paraphernalia that we may need you know decades down the line we just buy it again i think there are a couple of very special toys that all the kids used that we do have put away in the attic but it's it's very rare because realistically our kids are not going to want our old stuff, not a whole, they don't want a mountain of stuff. Right. Right. With, that's yeah. what I think too. That's,
3: that's true. I think the only thing we kept, I mean, as of right now, so Jagger is two and a half. We have his very first Mickey Mouse oh. and and that is saved oh, and, okay. and put yes. away and he saw it the other day and wanted to play with it. And I told him, no, <laughs> um, other than that, I, right now, no, and and again with the Star Wars stuff, I'm yeah, a big Star Wars fan. That stuff we probably now that you're telling me how much your stuff yeah, was worth right. and it's gone. Right. Uh, stuff like that we'll probably save. Maybe that's
1: what we should ask folks when we come back from the news: is what have you saved from your kids' childhood? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What toy? What thing have you saved that you're holding on to as a memory for your kids? Or what did you save? 1-800-283-1015. We'll talk about more of some of those memories when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. 928 on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey Chime Time, 937. I'm Eric Scott, sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back tomorrow. We're talking about what did you save from your kids' youth that you hope will be a reminder Kristen and I were talking before the newscast about things that, you know, maybe we're going to save or you have saved or that you want your kids to have because it meant something or probably even more painful. Is there something that you wish you had saved? So my kids were into a bunch of different things. My oldest boy uh, loved Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear, the world revolved around Buzz Lightyear. And he had a little Buzz Lightyear action figure that probably for about two years never left his hand. And he carried that with him everywhere. And the only thing that ever worked when he was in trouble or he was misbehaving is Buzz would go on timeout on top of the refrigerator. So we would take the Buzz Lightyear away from him, we put it on the top of the refrigerator, and that was the timeout. He didn't go on timeout, Buzz went on timeout, and he carried it around to the point where we always had an extra one or two of the exact same action figure because, heaven forbid, he lost it or one point he left it in the supermarket and it was a calamity. Did your kids have anything like that? Did you save something like that? So we've saved his Buzz Lightyear, that Buzz Lightyear that was always in his hand. That was one of the things that we saved from his youth, his childhood He's 26 years old now. At some point, he'll get it. And in my basement is just stuffed with Legos and Star Wars toys. And I'm almost getting to the point where I want to be able to purge that stuff. But I don't know what to throw out and what to keep. What did you keep? What did you keep from your kid's childhood that you hope will help remind them of good memories, right? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. I've done a lot of purging in the house over the years. And, you know, baby toys, those are the types of things that they seem to be easy to get rid of. Uh, When I was cleaning out a closet a few years ago, I found all of the participation medals. You know, every time that you would have a sports league. Uh, every child gets a trophy. Every child gets a medal. And I, I went to the kids and was like, "Do you want any of these things?" No, not really, because sometimes you don't know what really matters to them—things that they might remember. So I've tried to have those conversations with the kids as they've gotten older. Is like, "Hey, I found this. Do you want it? Does it mean anything to you?" Because just because it might mean something to me doesn't necessarily mean that it means something. To the child. So, is there something that you've kept that from your child's youth? Is it a baby toy? Is it something maybe that they created for school? Is it something from sports? Is it something from when they were an infant that at some point you're going to give to them and it's going to mean something? It's kind of that emotional connection to that aspect of their childhood. And how did you decide what you were going to keep? And what you were going to throw away. And I almost feel like with the baby toys, the infant toys, you know, plush toys and things that they would chew on and, you know, stuff that they would play with it. It was easier to get rid of some of that stuff than it was to get rid of other things. You know, whether it was a favorite toy or whether it was a favorite ball or whether it was a, maybe it was a rattle. Or what are those things that you've kept? And I know some people keep baby teeth. Um. I don't know what you do with them later in life. Do you actually put them all in a box and give them to your kid at some point? 1 800 283 1015. What did you save from your kids? And what did you maybe wish you had saved that you didn't? Because if there are young parents out there listening now, you know, like Kristen and Dan, what would your advice be to them? What should you save? Lorraine in Milltown, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lorraine.
19: Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, I I have saved just about all the Fisher-Price toys that my children played with. Uh, my children are um, 46 and 48, and um, Fisher-Price used to make those little houses. Oh, yeah. With the Little people. Yep. And I have about five of those, and I also have um, all the trucks that Tonka made. And they are as good today as they were 40 years ago. I have three grandchildren, and they have played with these toys since they were born. And my littlest, who is two and a half, is still playing with the Fisher-Price houses.
1: And I think they were called little people, right, Lorraine? The Fisher-Price little people.
19: I don't, you know, I don't know because I don't have boxes. I know they call them little people now, but, you, you know, the ones I have... Uh, some of them were taken off the market because they were small enough for the children to put in their mouths huh. and possibly choke on. Yep. And so when my grandchildren play with them, I watch them very carefully. But fortunately, as of right now, we've had no episodes and the children just play with them. And I have a wonderful, um, Sesame Street playhouse that you don't see around too much. And yeah. It has all kinds of little fun things for the kids to do on this little playhouse and i also do have um, transformers dinosaur transformers
1: Uh, stuff that they they just don't make them like that anymore lorraine thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 what have you saved from your kids childhood meredith and monroe you're on new jersey 101.5 hi meredith
9: Hi, how are you? I listen to you every morning.
1: Thank you, Meredith.
9: Uh, I'm actually from Freehold, but I'm driving to work from uh, to Monroe. I saved um, a whole bunch of my youngest daughter's sports jerseys, uh, particularly her softball jersey. She was a pitcher. She was absolutely amazing. And at the age of 11, they won the championship tournament, which was the first time ever in that township was absolutely incredible and so on amazon i found a frame that was in the shape of a t-shirt so i framed it for her and gave it to her for christmas this year and um at my other daughter's house she opened it her fiance was there and i thought she was gonna love this thing but she was a little bit red she was never the one for glory right but i really thought she would like this because i absolutely i mean i i love them i have them all so she said, I mean, she liked it. And then her fiancé said, you know, I said, well, if you're not going to hang it, then at least put it somewhere where you can see it. And he says, oh, I'm hanging it. I'm going to hang it. I want you to get more frames so that we can frame the rest. <laughs> he loved it. He thought it was a great idea. It was really funny. Oh, so that's... It was awesome. I mean, I've saved so many other things as well. But that was just the one that, I mean, how can you not save them? They're artwork. I mean, I used to I used to have bins in my basement. My husband thought I was out
1: of my mind. Well, <laughs> but it's and that. it's hard to get rid of that stuff, Meredith. I mean, it really is. I, you know, in, and you, it's hard to know what to keep and what to throw away. And that's why sometimes I think you know you almost have to bring the kids in and say, "Hey, do you want this? What did you save from your kids?" Or what do you wish you had saved? 1-800-283-1015. Linda, B, hang on, and I'll be right with you after an update of traffic and weather next on New Jersey 101.5. 952 on New Jersey 101.5 as we're wrapping up talking to you about what you saved from your kid's childhood. The memories that you boxed up and put away. Be in Manalapan. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, B.
19: Hi. Hi.
1: What did you save B? Can you hear me? Yep, I can.
19: I didn't keep my son's Power Rangers.
1: Oh no.
19: And when my son started investigating how much Power Rangers are worth, the white one was worth a thousand dollars and he came to me and says, Tell me you saved my Power Rangers, and I looked at him and I said, No, I didn't
1: Oh B. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That
20: was something
19: that he was crazy about. He had the the rubber ones for his bathtub, and he had the other ones that turn into things. Yeah.
1: Oh, He He's
19: like a Power Ranger fanatic, and I can't believe
9: I didn't keep it. I gave him to his cousin.
1: Oh, no. Well, now he has to work that out with his his cousin. All right, B, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, my dad threw out all my Star Wars toys, all my Star Wars action figures into the trash when I moved out of the house. Linda in Piscataway, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Linda. Hi. I was calling because I have eight kids, and...
8: When you ask them what they want to save, they have no idea when they're in their teens and early 20s what they're going to want to save. And then when they have kids, they want the things they told you they didn't want.
1: No, of course.
8: So, so I saved, like, all of their favorite stuffed animals and toys from when they were little, like a handful for each. And then their favorite set of storybooks. And now some of my kids have had kids, and I gave them those, and they were thrilled to have
14: them.
1: Uh, see, that's the best, right, is that when their grandkids now... And it goes from a generation to a generation. I think that's wonderful, Linda. And I I hope one day that that is is the case. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Sal in Clinton, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sal. Hi, how are you doing today? Excellent. What would you save? Well, we saved,
15: um, my wife, I should say, saved, I think, every paper that my kids got back from school. We had bins of them. And we also saved all their Beanie Babies.
1: Oh, are any of them worth anything?
15: I, You know, probably, but uh, (laughs) we never even investigated it. We lived in the same house for 32 years, and just recently we moved to Clinton. So we had to purge everything, and unfortunately, everything was purged. Uh, My wife did save the Dr. Seuss books that they had. Oh, great. She's a... um, She's a secretary in a grammar school, and she brought them there. So at least those found a home.
1: Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, those are the types of things. And, Sal, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Those are the types of things that, you know, when when you can see your grandkids playing with the same toys that your kids were playing with or reading the same books or doing, I can't think of anything better than that. So thanks for sharing your stories. Bill Spadia will be back tomorrow. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with Kristen and I. And Dennis and Judy are coming up next on New Jersey 101.5.
0: Spadia show on demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or NJ1015.com.